Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Today we bring you part one of a special teaching on the biblical foundations of business from our 2020 Business Mastery Workshop. If you missed this workshop and want to learn more after the show, we have an exciting upcoming event for you. The Kingdom Business Summit is taking place at Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado on June 16th through the 18th this year in 2021. Various speakers such as John Maxwell, Billy Epperhart, Karen Conrad, and more will be teaching business and leadership skills you can implement to make an impact. Until then, enjoy this episode of the Wealth Builders Podcast. Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast, where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Eberhart. So, Tonight, I want to talk about uh, the biblical foundations for success or for building a business and biblical foundations for business. And then we'll talk about and, and this weekend about biblical foundations for success. We're going to give you a ton of practical knowledge. But tonight, starting off, let's talk for a little bit about the, what I call the biblical foundations for business. And so most of you that have heard us teach, you know Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 17 uh, that tells us, Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this, have gained me this wealth. And then verse 18 says, But you shall remember, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. And so this, this is one of the scriptural foundations. We're going to give you several through the weekend. But this is one of those that we use that verse 18 says, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it's He who gives you the power to get well. Now we're going to talk about the reasons for that and what, what God is wanting to show us and to show you specifically this weekend. But as we, as we walk through this, in, in my book on money mastery, I talk about a concept called Jewish economic theory. And in that particular, and in the book on money mastery, the theme of money mastery, which we'll repeat a couple of times this weekend, remember was is making sense of making money for making a difference. And so when we talk about the business uh, the, the foundation of what we're looking at, a, a biblical foundation for business, it's part of that begins in making a difference and really understanding how we make a difference and how we partner with God to make a difference. Then it's important we understand Jewish economic theory. So there's five foundations. And remember, the first five books of the Bible, the Old Testament, are called the Pentateuch. That's actually the Jewish Bible. The first five books of our Bible that we have, Old Testament, New Testament. In the Old Testament, what's called the Pentateuch, those first five books, really is where this Jewish economic theory comes from and the mindset that the Jewish people have. So here's the five foundations 
that I have here. And the first one is what we call the participation in the creative process. And that's where, you know, I tell the story uh, about, about the man who had a garden and, uh, and somebody came along and the, the man had tended to the garden. He had cultivated the garden. He had weeded the garden. And it was such a beautiful place for people to come to. And one person said, wow, look at this beautiful garden that God has made. And the man said, yes, but he said, you should have seen it when God had the garden all by himself. And so I think one of the things that, that you have to say and realize that is that God does his part, we do our part. That's why the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1, he said, we are co-laborers together. In other words, we are partners together with God. And so this participation, we're talking about biblical foundation for business, this participation in the creative process that we join with God with what God wants to do in the earth. Now we're going to visit that concept here in a few minutes a little bit more and, and kind of flesh that out. But remember, we join with, there's a participation in the creative process. We we join, we partner with God. Then number two, and this is an unusual one for some people. Um, number two and the number five, when I give it here in a few minutes, they kind of go together, is protection of private property. And one of the things that I would say is a lot of, uh, in a lot of countries, and you may not know this, but especially in developing countries, people can't even own property or if they can, it's very, very limited. Whereas in most Western countries today, you can actually own your own house. You can actually own land. You can do those kinds of things. And so the, there is a protection that goes with that of private property where you can be an owner. You know, years ago, people couldn't own land. It was only up to kings and others who could own land. So the protection of private property has been something all along. It is a biblical foundation. That's why God promised the nation of Israel. He said, he said and he gave them the vision and the promise of the land. He said in Numbers chapter 13, the land that I will give you. And I believe it's in Isaiah chapter 61 where God talks about uh, recreating and bringing back the waste places. So the protection of private property and you being able to own property is a big deal. And then number three, as we go through this, is what I call, and this is something that's really different to in people's minds, is that the accumulation of wealth in the Jewish mindset and Jewish economic theory, they see the accumulation of wealth as a virtue. So in other words, it's not, you know, many times, in, especially in Christianity, we look at poverty as some high, noble, extra spiritual, holy thing. But in the Jewish mindset, the accumulation of wealth is a virtue by you partnering with God and accumulating wealth. So when we talk about the biblical foundation for business and biblical foundations, one of the things you have to remember that remember, it is God that blesses the work of your hand. So as we're partnering together with him, then he causes those things to come to us. In a second, we're going to look at uh, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18 and a couple other translations that will help you see this accumulation of wealth a little better. But in the Jewish mindset, the accumulation of wealth is, is uh, something that is considered a virtue. So let's get past that right now. This whole weekend... 
is about is going to be full of practical knowledge. But as we get started in this business mastery workshop, let's get let's get this settled right now. It's okay for us to prosper. It's okay for us to be blessed. I, I you know, I'm uh, I'm assuming and know I'm talking to people that already believe that. But the accumulation of wealth is a virtue, and then. Number four of Jewish economic theory is caring for the needy. You know, Jesus said this. Uh, he said, the poor you always have with you. And so there's always going to be a need to care for the needy. In fact, what we do in Africa right now with Tricord Global and then, which of course is our investment arm of what we do and with wealth builders, we're in our giving and in our charity where we're helping people. We combine those two to empower those two to empower the needy to come out of the poverty they're in. And, you know, in many countries of the world, the poor cannot. It's almost impossible for them to be empowered because their government won't, won't allow it. And so the good news is you go places where you can help the needy. And let me just tell you, when there's famine, and there's, there's tragedy and those kind of things. We have to go in, not just with investment, but we have to go in with our giving, our charity, and our sowing of seed to bless, those, to, to bless the folk. That's part of caring for the needy, but also empowering them to, so they can come out of poverty on their own is a big deal. And then uh, number five is what I call limited government. Now, remember, I said I was going to put number two, protection of private property, and number five, together because what happens in in when when government is reduced in size so to speak as we see in western nations compared to places that are more democracies compared to places of course that are more dictatorships in those kind of countries you see relatively speaking the government is very limited in what they do and don't do because they give people the opportunity in owning private property they give people the opportunity to have an economic fair chance and so there's a couple of things there on limited government. One is everyone has an opportunity uh, to be able to prosper and do well. Not everybody will, but everybody has that opportunity. In a place where government, there's not dictatorships, in a place where government is limited. The other thing I think you have to remember when we talk about limited government, one of the things that, that is a wealth stealer, if it's not done properly in a government, is taxes. And, you know, I tell some of the young people that work with me, even in our wealth builder's office, I said, do you realize that you pay 50% of your income even here in taxes? And they look at me like, you know, in fact, I did have an employee that was fairly young a couple of years ago and they got their check and they didn't even realize they had, they were going to have, you know, regular income taxes taken out and social security taken out. And then we happen to have an office in a city where they take about $15 a month. So it's kind of interesting to see when they start understanding how taxes work. So the point being that in Jewish economic theory, is limited government. And so as we start talking about these biblical foundations for built for business, we really want to want to stay with the theme of understanding we're talking about making money, making sense of making money for making a difference. And that and if we can understand that and really grasp that in our life and understand how God will partner with us. So those five again are participation in the creative process. These are the five foundations of Jewish economic theory, the participation in the creative process, protection of private property, the accumulation of wealth is seen as a virtue, caring for the needy, 
and limited government. So one of the things uh, as we build this foundation, I want to go to the next one, which I've been talking about with this theme. So I want you to keep that because we're going to come back to some of these things. Number one and number three here in just a minute uh, of the Jewish economic theory. One of the things that I want to talk to you about on the scriptural foundation and biblical foundations for business is that I want you to know uh, God empowers us in order that we can make a difference. You know, I was reading recently, I was rereading, I've read it several times, going back to a book that was written several years ago called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And one of the things that he said in that book, I think that was so powerful and I agree with, I have studied and read many books on the subject of success going over the years. Now remember, I'm only 39, but one of the things I want to tell you, being only 39, <laughs> I'm a little older than 39, and I've done a lot of reading and studying over, over the course of my life, and I have read at least 300 books, meaning the regular books on the subject. And there is a distinction, and Covey makes it, there's a distinction in success literature, for example, between we're talking about making a difference, between what we would call the personality ethic success, which is all kind of what you do on the outside and, and how you handle and how you deal with people and how, you, and how to control your mind and thoughts. And some of that stuff's really good. But if you do that without the other part, which going back 200 years ago, all the success literature was about character and about the heart and doing right, that lines up directly with the Word of God about who you are, who you are come out. So if you'll work on your inner man, on your heart, get your mind renewed to the Word, you'll have the character ethic and then the personality ethic, you combine those, you can walk in honor to God. Now, why am I telling you that? Because when we talk about making a difference in life, it building wealth and building a business is not about what I can get, it's about what I can give. And when I say give, I'm talking about not just what I can put in the offering plate or what I can give to a cause. I am including that. But I'm also talking about really making a difference because every one of us has a purpose in life and God is no respecter of persons. You're going to hear some more about purpose from me and from Karen and from others. But I just want to tell you that you can make a difference and part of being in business is making a difference. I remember in real estate, and I've said this even in the real estate program, I love to give Christmas to some of my single mother tenants. And I would do it every single year. And I did it several ways. There were some years I just didn't have them if they paid their rent on time every uh, for 11 months. I gave them the entire monthly rent. They didn't have to pay it that month. They got to keep the money. Well, guess what they did? They bought presents for their kids. Other times, depending on what, what, what kind of property it was, other times I'd go to Best Buy uh, or I'd go to Target, or I'd go to Walmart. I don't know about going to Target anymore, but going, I'd go to some of those places, and I would buy them a $500 gift card. And they would go buy their, I'd make sure, watch them, but they would go buy their children toys. That's making a difference. But also making a difference could be something like we're doing in Tricord Global Overseas, where we have millions of dollars investing that are changing people's lives. And God is no respecter of persons, if we can make a difference, you can make a difference. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, 
You'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org. Thank you for joining us today. Subscribe, like, and follow the Wealth Builders podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you can listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more, head on over to wealthbuilders.org for free blogs, events, updates, and more. And finally, submit your questions to info at wealthbuilders.org and Billy will do his best to answer them on our show. The Kingdom Business Summit is taking place at Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado on June 16th through the 18th this year in 2021. Various speakers such as John Maxwell, Billy Epperhart, Karen Conrad, and more will be teaching business and leadership skills you can implement to make an impact. If you'd like to register for the upcoming Kingdom Business Summit, visit www.awmi.net to register.